Good morning, good morning. How are you guys doing today? Man, so good to see you all. This is the crew who missed the first alarm this morning, and uh, I could tell. No, but hey, it's so good to be with you all. As Pastor Ryan said, my name is Greg. I'm the newest team member here, and so I just want to say thank you from the bottom of my heart. My wife and I have just felt so loved and so welcomed, and it's just amazing to be a part of this team. Um, I'm excited to be here. Uh, I've lived in the area now for probably five years. This is my first time ever working in the Washington or Ozaki County. And so my wife's been telling me, you know, you're, you're acting different. I said, I am different. <laughs> I am. I'm probably only one of the only, or if not the only, black man in the four-mile radius with an office in Germantown. <laughs> so I act different. I do. I, I changed. I know I did. You know, I broke up with Piggly Wiggly. Now, me and Syndix have an amazing, she gets frustrated. You could have got that cheaper. It's not about that. It's just the fact that I can. It's not about that. It's the fact that I can. I had a buddy of mine, this is a true story. I had a buddy of mine say, hey, dude, what's one of the most amazing things that happened since you've been there? I said, bro, you'll never believe this. On one of those days when it was really cold, I went outside and I started my car. I went back inside and I came back outside. My car was still there. It was. So thank you, Germantown. Give yourselves a round of applause. Man, this, is, this has been a cultural experience that I am loving. But more than that, I love to preach the gospel. And so what we're doing this week, I know, pray for me, please. Add me to the prayer list. Um, what we're doing this, uh, this week or the next couple of weeks is we're talking about the Holy Spirit. Last week, Pastor Aaron taught on the promise of the Holy Spirit. This week, I get to teach on the person of the Holy Spirit. Something about that Holy Spirit, when you just announce it, people just start to get more cautious and guided, right? Our goal through this series is we want to make this very practical so that we can get a unified understanding of who the Holy Spirit is and what is his purpose in our lives. Some of you are like me. You may have grown up in church. I call myself a drug addict. I was drugged there every week. <laughs> and people just use Christianese terms. You know, I have no idea what happened. Slain in the spirit. That sounds like it hurt. You know, I don't know. And whenever it came to the Holy Spirit, man, you know, I'd be like a little spooked out. But that's not the goal. Our goal is to help us as a church body understand who the Holy Spirit is based upon the Word of God, how we can apply that to our lives. The purpose of the Holy Spirit is simply to glorify Jesus, okay? The Holy Spirit glorifies. You ever heard of the gifts of the Spirit? The gifts of the Spirit should edify the body. One thing either of those should do is terrify, okay? Oftentimes, I feel like we weigh heavy on that last one. Glorify, edify, but not terrify. And that is our goal, okay, is to explain it in such a way that we can be confident in it. And oftentimes, because of a limited understanding of the Holy Spirit, we cease to invoke him in our lives. 
I don't know about you, but if I'm going to take the test, I want an open book test. Amen. I need every ounce of help I can get. I, I don't want to go guessing. I want a cheat sheet or something. And so many of us, we're getting through life, right? We're surviving, but we may, we may not be thriving. We're functioning, but we may not be flourishing. That's not God's design for us. God said the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives on the inside of us. So I don't know about y'all, but I'm just no longer content with being mediocre. I want to live my best life in Jesus' name. Amen? If you have your Bibles, turn with me quickly to the book of John. I want to help set the framework today from the book of John chapter 16, starting in verse number 5. John chapter 16, starting in verse number 5. The Holy Spirit was actually referenced 88 times in the Old Testament, and 261 times in the New Testament. It's been here for a while. The book of John, though, uniquely probably gives us the greatest explanation of who the Holy Spirit is. Acts often give us the greatest explanation and illustrations of the power of the Holy Spirit, and that's what Pastor Aaron will be preaching on next week. But sometimes in order to see the power, you have to understand the person. And so that's what we're talking about today. For the sake of time, I'm going to begin to read that, John, chapter 16. You can follow along on the screens. Uh, Starting in verse number 5, the Bible says this, But now I, I being Jesus, but now I go away to him who sent me. And none of you ask, where are you going? But because I've said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It is to your advantage that I... Go away, for if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment of sin, because they do not believe in me. Concerning righteousness, because I go to my father and you see me no more. Of judgment, because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. He will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he, after he speaks, he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All things that the Father has made are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take of mine and declare it to you. In this text, friends, that is Jesus speaking to his disciples. He's coming to the point of his life where his purpose here on earth is winding down. And we understand that Jesus has died on the cross for our sins, but he is preparing them before he leaves. And he's trying to explain this to him, to these, to these gentlemen, because he's saying, guys, here's the deal. I'm going to be gone pretty soon. But that's a good thing. See, the disciples were filled with sorrow and grief, right? Because sometimes our emotions can overtake us to the point where we don't actually really truly understand what is going on. He's like, God, no, but it's a good thing that I leave. Because when I leave, I'm going to send you the gift. I'm going to send you the helper, the, the comforter to come. And he's going to be not only with you, he's going to be in you. I don't know if you ever read in the Bible where it says, greater works than Christ shall we do, 
right? Because of the spirit of God that lives on the inside of us. And he was saying, this is a good thing. This is going to help you. This is your cheat sheet on this version of life as a believer, the Holy Spirit. What I want to do, too, is just unpack this a little bit and give us practical uh, nuggets about who the Holy Spirit is. One of the first things you got to understand about the Holy Spirit is the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity. Third person of the Trinity. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's been there since the beginning, right? In Genesis, when God is speaking of creation, when it comes to people like you and I, he says, let us make men in our image. Notice those words, us, our, plural, triune God, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. The cool thing about that, none of creation resembles God but us. I feel good about that. No, he didn't say that about anything else. He didn't say that about the trees. He didn't say that about the water. But when he created you and I, he said, let us make men in our image. The Holy Spirit is not a myth. It's not a campfire story. But most importantly, it's a he and not an it. He. He. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. One of the basic ways to break this thing down is think of water. Water is an element. That same element can come in different forms. You can have water. You can have ice. You can have mist. Same element, different forms. Put that in your Christian little, you know, whatever, and soak on that later. Love that. Who else is the Holy Spirit? The Holy Spirit, his role is to glorify Jesus, like I said. Uh, In John 16, starting in verse number 13, the Bible says this, When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truths, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you things that are to come. He will glorify me being Jesus, for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. All that the Father has is mine. Therefore, I said that he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Whew. The Holy Spirit points us to Jesus. Anybody remember those bracelets, WWJD? I don't know about y'all, but I looked at my wrist many times because I failed in many different occasions. What would Jesus do? You know, the, the beautiful thing about this Holy Spirit, it connects us back to who Jesus is. The Holy Spirit is not in this for himself. He's not in this for his own agenda. He knows his role is to glorify Jesus. And though Jesus is not here, we can still understand and be mindful of the promises of who Christ is because of the Holy Spirit in our life. He glorifies Jesus. He points us back to Jesus. Some of you are like me. Sometimes I get real spiritual. I speak in a tongue that you can't interpret. Cut me off in the parking lot, I'll speak in a tongue that you will be able to interpret really clearly. But because of the Holy Spirit, it points us back to Jesus. His role is to glorify Jesus. Jesus had been with these disciples for three years. And sometimes us men, carnal people, like you, people like you and I, out of sight, out of mind. But the gift of the Holy Spirit, it brings us to a place of acknowledging the presence of God in our life. Another thing the Holy Spirit um, does is the Holy Spirit convicts the loss of sin. Convicts the loss of sin. In John 16, uh, starting in verse number 7, the Bible says this, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is to your advantage 
that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper will not come to you. But if I go, I will send him to you. And when he comes, he will convict the world um, concerning sin and righteousness and judgment, concerning sin because they do not believe in me, concerning righteousness because I go to the Father and you will see me no longer, concerning judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. The Holy Spirit convicts the lost of sin. Have you ever gotten into like a verbal altercation with somebody? Better yet, we'll do a little marriage counseling this morning. Have you and your spouse ever had some, we'll just say heated fellowship, amen? Just some heated fellowship. And, and sometimes there's just something that overtakes you in the moment. And if you're like me, I got to win the argument. So I'm just going to go for the juggler, right? Like, dude, that's not even fair. And then after that, you feel this big. <laughs> Why did I say that? Why did I let my emotions get the best of me? And that feeling of, uh, is the Holy Spirit helping us know that that's not a godly action. We can be angry, we can be angry and sin not. The Holy Spirit in us convicts us. So when we do things that aren't right, that feeling, that, uh, that little feeling of guilt is the Holy Spirit convicting us. Because you don't have change unless you have conviction. And you don't have repentance unless you have conviction. And also, what Jesus was saying to these disciples, he says, boys, listen, I'm out of here. This next half is up to you. Your job is to turn the world upside down. They need to see signs, wonders, and miracles through you from my spirit. And that's what we see if we read the Gospels. We see these disciples were uh, 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 healing people. They were converting people who weren't like them. Uh, we were seeing people saved. We were seeing that in the church in Acts that people daily were gathering and, and building God's church. And what they were doing were they, were they were sharing the word of God, but the power of the Holy Spirit in them penetrated to the listeners. And the listeners said, listen. My heart's not right. I want to be one with this person named Jesus too. And it convicted them and it brought them to Jesus. Why do I say that? Because the heart of God is reconciliation. So watch this. Even as we go out as ambassadors, it's not our job to be judge and jury. You stick to the word. The Holy Spirit will do the work. It convicts the loss of sin. It also, the Holy Spirit, it guides us in everyday living. Everyday living. One of the craziest roller coasters you can ever be on is this roller coaster called life. It is so unpredictable. There's days you wake up in the morning, you say, here's what's going to happen, here's my plan. That doesn't happen, it throws you off, you get frustrated. I know we don't have any other type A people in here, any other list-making moms in here, that if it doesn't go with the plan, I'm frustrated, I come undone. It helps us in our everyday living. We're going to experience challenges every day. We're going to encounter people that we may not like every day. The Holy Spirit helps us. The thing about me, friends, is this. Like, you'll notice as we're getting to know each other a little bit, I'm just kind of, uh, you know what, I'm just going to keep it real. And uh, I don't want you to be impressed with me anyway. I just want you to love Jesus. Uh, so I'm, I'm vulnerable. And I told my wife the other day, I was just thinking about me, right? Not in an arrogant way. I was thinking about how jacked up I am. It's like, dude, I'm thinking about how jacked up I am, and I'm thinking about how good God is. You know what? If you ever want to grow in your worship, just think about how messed up you are. You think about how messed up you are, but yet 
despite that, God still is for you and he's not against you. God still loves you and his love is unconditional. God still uses you. And you're in your feeble, broken state. Not just, I was like, Tiffany, listen, I just want to make it to heaven. They said, Jesus is at the right hand of the Father. Well, I just want to sit on Jesus' lap, okay? But there's things I do sometimes that won't help me get there. Pray for me. I have road rage. Anybody suffer from, oh, Jesus, oh, God. Uh-huh. See, people are getting saved already. Just road rage. And, I, you know, I'm, 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 I'm a little bit better now because they put my license in timeout once. And so um, now I know that, you know, hey, you know, I get it. Y'all win. All right. Point proven. Um, yeah, I wish I was lying. I'm not. Um, I just, it just that I don't know what it is. If something overtakes me, and it's like when people are like driving slow, bro, that's what the right lane is for. Stay in the right lane, please. Just glory to God. Stay in the right lane. I just, you just want to inconvenience everybody this morning, huh? That's awesome. You know, and you know, then it's, people proceed to like cut you off. You know what I like to do? I like to roll down the window so they see me too, you know, and make sure they understand what I'm saying. And, and you know what, I want to give them directions to where they can go and say, if you don't understand that, MapQuest will show you how to get there. You know, I just, ugh. I'm sorry, I'm vulnerable. But thank God for the Holy Spirit who brings me back to this place of remembering the ninth fruit of the Spirit is self-control. Help me, Jesus. The Holy Spirit helps us in our everyday living. It's impossible to be like Christ being absent of his Spirit. There's some more ways that the Holy Spirit guides us. The Holy Spirit gives us internal motivation and confidence. John 14, uh, starting in verse number 15, says this, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, I will pray to the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. Okay? The Holy Spirit is our internal motivation, and it's our internal confidence. Jesus was saying, listen, you have the advantage. The world can neither see the, him, being the Holy Spirit, nor do they know him, being the Holy Spirit. And I don't know about you, but you remember this little verse in Philippians where it says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. What? What we're talking about here is the Holy Spirit enables us to do that which we cannot do on our own. And if the only thing you do are, are things that you can do on your own, my friend, I'm just going to challenge you this morning. Hey, it's time to step out and take a risk. The Holy Spirit is our internal motivation and, and he's our um, confidence. What I love is also in the Gospels when Jesus says, listen, I'm sending you out as sheep amongst wolves. God is so good that he will put people like you and I in impossible situations just so that when we make it out, he gets the glory. Oh, y'all don't believe me? You remember Shadrach, Bandigo, the brothers in the furnace? Yeah, we put them in the furnace. There was three of them, but then, you know, we turn it up a little bit, and then there's this fourth person in the fire with them. And here's what's messed up. They were worshiping through something that should have killed them. But when they came out, they didn't smell like smoke. Thank God for the Holy Spirit. Because of the Spirit of God, you don't look like what you've been through. People will tell you, hey, you really struggle with that? You better believe it. But guess what? His power is made perfect in my 
weakness, and he's given me internal motivation, and I'm mindful that he is with me. The, the Holy Spirit also gives us insight for living. John 14, 26 says this, but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I've said to you. He will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I ever said to you. You remember in our opening text in John 16, where Jesus said, listen, there's some things, boys, that I am telling you that you just will not get yet. You will not understand this. But after the one who's to come, the Holy Spirit, it will help you and it will give you supernatural insight. It will show you things. The gifts of the Spirit will manifest in your life so that you can help somebody else and make their life better. I was at a um, youth retreat last Saturday. And um, the thing I love about youth, and I'm, you know, I've been asking Pastor Dylan to coach me. I'm like, dude, I kind of need to help get back in youth mode. They're crazy. I know. Um, the thing I love about youth is they're practical. So I taught them. I said, hey, who wants to hear God's voice? They're like, yeah, me. So I taught them on how to hear God's voice. We just went through five steps. And I said, here's what we're going to do, guys. We're going to worship for 10 minutes. We had a worship team play. And you got middle schoolers and junior, I mean, high schoolers just walking around this chapel. And they're praying. And so at the end of it, I'm saying, okay, who says they heard from God? Of course, every kid raises their hand. You know, you got that one kid. What did God say? God says it's, we're having pizza for lunch. No, okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. God, hunger, pains, however you, you know, hey. Um, but then there was this one kid, and then I didn't think. Like, he's on the platform, and I said, hey, what did God say to you? I'm, and then he goes, God gave me a word for my youth pastor. I'm like, oh, my God, dear Jesus. Oh, Father. Sixth grader. True story. I'm like, all right, well, hey, we're in here now. What did God say to you for a youth pastor? I kid you not. Kid may have been 11 or 12 years old. He says, God told me that my youth pastor, that you've been struggling right now financially, but God says, don't worry because he's going to bless you. What did you say? And I look at the youth pastor. Does that make sense? The youth pastor's in tears. I'm like, my God. He gives you insight. Sometimes you don't need to track. Sometimes you don't have the time to invite people to church. But sometimes God needs to give you supernatural insight to let people know that they're on God's mind. The beautiful thing about the Holy Spirit is he will give you insight and he will give you wisdom and he walks alongside of you. And because he walks alongside of you, it enables you to do things that are supernatural. Love this Holy Spirit. Number three is this. The Holy Spirit gives you power to be an overcomer. I'm going to read that one again. The Holy Spirit gives you power to be an overcomer. Acts 1.8 says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. You will receive power. You will receive strength when my Holy Spirit comes upon you. Because watch this. God knows we are frail. We're not perfect. We are emotional beings. We are fleshly, carnal beings, only reconciled through the blood of Jesus. But sometimes our carnality outweighs the divinity. And when the carnality outweighs the divinity, we do things that are messed up. And we're not able to do that. But guess what? When the power, when the strength of the Holy Spirit comes upon you, it will enable you to maneuver through di difficult situations. 
It, in, it will enable you to bring change where people said there's no change that could ever come from there. It will enable you to be one church, multiple locations, red, yellow, black, and white. They are precious in the sight. Thank God for life, church. A devil is a lie. I still believe every tribe and every tongue shall gather together. Amen. It will enable you to do things that people say can't be done in the natural. When the power of the Holy Spirit comes upon you. And the nice thing about this, friends, is we don't have to put pressure on ourselves. Your family member may be sick. You may not have time to get to church. You may not be able to bring them to the pastor. But you know what you can do through the Spirit of God is you can lay hands on them and they can be healed. Your marriage may be on the brink. You may feel like all hope is gone. You may feel like we don't even love each other. Better yet, we don't even like each other. But do you know that God is the greatest change agent? And when he speaks to a man's heart or a woman's heart, things that intentionally were viewed as impossible become possible because of the power of the Holy Spirit. God loves us enough to place us in difficult situations. I don't know about you, but following God for me, has been one challenge after the next. I used to get anxiety, but now I get excited because guess what? It's an opportunity for God to show up. I can't do this. I don't know what I'm doing, but I know you do, God. What does it say in the Bible? It's not by might nor by power, but by what? Spirit, saith the Lord of hosts. The Spirit of God. Friends, we're the answer to this world. Jesus even spoke in the gospel. He says, listen, I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. Think about that. I'm giving you the keys to the kingdom. So as people who profess the name of Jesus or people who say, yes, I've accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, that means, watch this, you graduate from the passenger seat to the driver's seat. You're in charge of this. When you got keys, that means you're somebody. When you have keys, you have access to things that other people don't have access to. The, the confidence in this means that, guess what? Devil, you do what I say. I have the keys to this joint. You can't come in here. You can't have my family. You can't have my peace. You can't have my sweet sleep at night. You can't have my security. You can't have my emotions. You can't have my joy. I run this thing. I've got the keys to the kingdom. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. The power of the Holy Spirit enables us to stop living from a position of defeat and start living from a position of victory. It's already been accomplished. And thank God the Holy Spirit can help us be cognizant of the cross again. Because sometimes God doesn't need to change your situation if he can just change your perspective. Oop, Jesus, that was good. <laughs> and you hated the job. And you wanted to quit. But maybe you're the only Jesus that somebody on that job will see. And God has enabled you to be a change agent. Not because you're good enough, smart enough, sufficient enough. No, because the Spirit of God is in you. Amen. And he does that for a reason. You know why? Because people will know. I don't know how they got promoted. They don't even have a degree. I've seen their emails. They can't even type. <laughs> but when God does it, he's going to get the glory. And he'll take something that looks like impossible to man, and he'll say, listen, I'm going to show out on your behalf the power the power, the power of the Holy Spirit. 
The last thing I'm going to share with you this morning is this, friend. The Holy Spirit gives you direct connection to God. You know what I love about the Holy Spirit? Is when you call upon him, he doesn't put you on hold, and you have that annoying music in your ear waiting. The Holy Spirit gives you a backstage pass, all access granted. People are waiting in line. You go around the people that are in line because you have VIP access. You have a direct connection to God. You don't believe me? In 1 Corinthians 14.2, the Bible says this, For anyone who speaks in a tongue does not speak to people but to God. Indeed, no one under, understands them. They utter mysteries by the Holy Spirit. Right? And, and the sign, the initial physical evidence that somebody is filled and baptized with the Holy Spirit was they speak in tongues. Tongues is not to scare people. Tongues is not to freak people out. Tongues is, is to say, listen, if y'all like me, I don't know what to pray in the morning. Especially if I hadn't have coffee. I'm a man. I run out of words. I tell my wife that all the time. I, I don't know. And I mean that. I'm just being honest. I don't know. I ran out. But God says through the Spirit, I will enable you to intercede when you have no words to say. I will enable you to have a direct connection with me. Watch this. Not even hell knows what's going on. This is between you and I. You have a direct connection with me. Power has to come from a source. Romans 8, 26 says this, in the same way the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness, we do not know what we ought to pray for, but the Holy Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Holy Spirit because he intercedes for God's people in accordance to the will of God. A direct connection. You know what's beautiful about this? You don't just need to come to church one day a week to get the power of God. It's an all-day, everyday, 24-hour thing. You don't need to come to church once a week to worship. It's an all-day, everyday, 24-hour thing. You don't need to come to a special night to see miraculous things happen because in the name of Jesus, it's an all-day, everyday, 24-hour thing. You have a direct connection to God. You know the swag you have when you know people that are in power? What? I remember my mom's job. I used to go up there. You can't be back here. Yes, I can. My mom works here. Hello. I know people who know people. Your confidence will naturally go up because you have a direct connection to God. I'm going to call the worship team back. And I need us to just stay in that place for a little bit. We have a direct connection to God through the power of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is for every believer. And oftentimes, friends, because of a limited understanding on the Holy Spirit, we have limited power. But God's saying, listen, I don't need you to just live, be. I want you to flourish. I don't need you to say, well, one day when Jesus comes back, no, I want you to have victory right now. I want you to be bold. I want you to be courageous. I want you to do things that, that transform this world. I want you to be that foolish, things, that foolish thing that confounds the wise. I want you to do that. You have a direct connection to me. I'm in your ear all day through the power of the Holy Spirit. But sometimes, friend, I, I feel like we're like dial-up internet. Anybody remember dial-up internet? Like if you were born in 92, just don't, you don't know what you're talking about. You already know, no, you don't. Dial up internet. Man, before a text message, there was AOL Messenger. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> because of the dial-up internet, you had either or. You don't get both. You're either on the phone or you're on the internet. You don't get both. My mom make my mom so mad. She'd try to go, get off the internet. Oh, sorry, mom. I thank God for Wi-Fi. Anybody thankful for Wi-Fi? I'm telling you, man, I act different when I don't have Wi-Fi. Y'all don't have Wi-Fi? Ugh. Get an attitude. Ugh. Inconvenienced. Wi-Fi. It's everywhere. You can connect. It's a wireless connection. So, friends, if we serve a Wi-Fi God, why do we continue to be dial-up Christians? You don't have to just connect with them in this place. You can connect with them in your car on the way home. You can connect with them later in your living room today. You can connect with them as you're going to sleep tonight. You can connect with him at your child's soccer game. You can connect with him in the car on the way to work. You can connect to him in the air when you're traveling for a business trip. You can connect with him in your lowest moments of defeat and depression. You can connect with him on the times that you feel like I'm on the mountain and I feel triumphant. You can connect with him. And because of the power of the Spirit, he's given us victory. And I believe the enemy likes to let there be an ambiguous atmosphere when the Holy Spirit is talked about. Because watch this. Once we begin to understand the Holy Spirit, he's ultimately defeated. Once we begin to invoke the Holy Spirit, he can't do anything in our life. The Holy Spirit is not weird. There's some people are, though. If you didn't think that's funny, maybe you're the, never mind, you know. This is a gift from God for every believer, the power. So the worship team is going to sing. I want us to reflect on the Holy Spirit. Maybe you're like me, right? Maybe you're like, man, sometimes I need to be reminded of the potency of the Holy Spirit. Maybe this is your first time uh, hearing about it and understanding it, and you're like, God, this sounds too good to be true. I'm open to it. But as we have this moment of reflection, this is you and God. If you want to kneel in your seat, if you want to sit in your seat, if you want to stand up and worship, if you want to come to the altar and worship, that's all right, because what we're going to do in this moment is we're going to say, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. Following the song, Pastor Ryan will come up. He'll take offering and give us closing announcements. God bless you.